It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what is up? Hey, man. What's going on? This is episode 101. If you listened to last week's episode, it was a special 100th episode. Even though we've been around for a long time, uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we almost quit. That was going to be it, but we decided yeah. to go to 101. Well, yeah, Simon decided to move to Hollywood. He's leaving us. <laughs> Before we get into what's going on with us, yeah, Simon's going on vacation, and we were just like, uh, oh yeah, they'll be gone on the day, like whenever we record, so we might want to read something real quick and <laughs> review it for the show. Yeah, you're getting a daytime recording. It's so. really weird. It's really weird. So when I chop this up, you'll see actual light behind us and not a broody, sad <laughs> room. <laughs> Yeah, so it's really weird. It's really weird doing this in the daytime, mainly because I drink beer when I record, so got that afternoon delight going on. <laughs> One Sunday. So. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Oh, not a lot, dude. Uh, I had an eventful weekend, so... Yeah, y'all can tell me about your show. <laughs> right. Um, I had my show this week, and I, I spent so much time on it, and once it was over, I kind of forgot about it. Um, mm. I also forgot to invite a lot of people, like... Nicole invited our buddy Twan and he mm-hmm. came up and he said, he's like, why didn't you tell me I would have come? And I was like, dude, I just forgot. <laughs> like I was so, <laughs> I was so ready to be done with this that, uh, I forgot to invite anybody. So like, I've been talking to you about it, but mm-hmm. anyway, but it went well, it was received well. We didn't, nobody threw any punches. So it's- good. I was uh, hoping for the opposite, at least not the whole thing, but I was hoping there was at least one karen type person that got offended uh i did hear somebody like i don't think i'll like this one but <laughs> <laughs> that's worth it though. that's all i was just hoping for one person to get one person that shouldn't be offended you know what i mean like a virtue signaling person to get offended right. when it has that that's kind of like the point <laughs> right exactly so hoping for that <clears throat> and the nice thing is like our biggest fear was that a person of color would come in and be offended yeah. but we had several people of color come in and they all thought it was hilarious so i thought you were gonna say well luckily no black people came in <laughs> no no <clears throat> during the show uh this one woman she was just like this is so good i love it i'm looking at all these digs i'm looking for deeper dig i love it well that's good that is probably best case scenario yeah of what sure. you guys wanted for the show mm-hmm. well that's good i can't wait to see it yeah it's been a lot of fun too i i hooked up surveillance cameras <laughs> Yeah. in there to watch people use our claw machine to see what they'll do. Yeah. Because the glass is only halfway up, so you can mm-hmm. reach in and take whatever you want. But it's so funny how few people, because that camera's there, are like afraid. They're like, no, man. Yeah. That's follow, our you camera. gotta follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, you gotta follow that's the rules. That's our camera. That's not the museum <laughs> museum's camera. And uh we've had some people reach in and grab stuff. Some people if they missed something with the claw machine, they would like move it to a better spot and then oh, try nice. again. So it's kind of interesting. Or people would stick their heads in to see what they wanted and then, you know, use Gross. the claw. So it was pretty great. Did you go back up there on Saturday or was it just you doing your thing on Friday night? We just had the opening on Friday uh, hmm. for a couple of hours. And then I've been, I 
I have motion detection on those uh, cameras, so I kept looking when people, because <laughs> <laughs> I love being a voyeur, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, people are walking in and messing with this machine and stuff. That was kind of fun to watch. I didn't like to talk to him because I thought that might be kind of creepy. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, it was good. I enjoyed oh, it. So man. it was a success. Good. I'm I'm extremely happy to hear that. Um, I you know I was like you. It would be sad if someone got offended when it wasn't the uh, the point. Yeah, it's it's a fine line. It really is. Yeah. So. But that's what you know. That's kind of how we like to live life. Yeah, fine lines. On that fine line. <laughs> Those wide lines. Other than that, you're going on vacation. We talked about it very briefly before we started recording. Uh, you're going to Hollywood, taking the show on the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna try to do some voice acting gigs. Just kidding. Um, it would be weird if I went for an audition, though, right? <laughs> I don't think it'd be weird. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> and just showed up somewhere. Um, like uh, RDJ and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be freaking awesome. Um. But yeah, we're going to, uh, for a long time, like eight days. Um, mm -hmm. We're just going to kind of chill. Our buddy Claudio lives there, so we're going to hang out with him a lot. That's right. I forgot about Claudio, just in general. Not that he even lived there. It's just I forgot about him as a person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he does live there. That's cool. And At then, least you guys aren't winging it completely, winging it. like just Yeah. And well, and Molly lives there, too. Uh, Molly mm -hmm. Pinto. So yeah. she kind of gave me a to-do list of places we have to visit and stuff yeah but. places that she won't be at she's like yeah i won't be in any of these areas so you guys should go to all these places yeah. <laughs> oh man that's really cool um at this is if anyone is in california that loves it there i'm not the biggest fan of california i have a lot of family there in fact i was born in california a long long time ago i'm just not the biggest fan there's a lot of uh weirdos there so yeah it is strange. The more I think about it, I'm like, why? Why did we decide to go to California? Like, <laughs> it is kind of cool though. And I would probably go now that I remember that Claudio exists. Um, I haven't <laughs> been back probably since I don't know. It's like 21, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think I went that summer. So maybe it's changed. Maybe it's better. Yeah, uh, I hear probably, it's worse. Probably not. <laughs> well, that's really cool. I'm excited, man. Have you looked up any like? Uh, hidden gem toy shops or anything on there i was looking for some yeah i'll probably look further when i'm there to kind of yeah. know where i am at you know because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. staying in el segundo mm -hmm. so uh cool. yeah so we'll just see i might just, just go to target <laughs> they're better <laughs> yeah. stock than there. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be cool but you have to take lots of pictures like i mm. said you'll have to take pictures with like homeless batman and and people like <laughs> people like that uh, It'll cost you a pretty penny, though. Yeah, uh, where's your bat cave? It's a porta potty over there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's in the Arby's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! Well, that's that's eventful. You have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and after that, or is your life going to be back to being normal, or you got other plans to <laughs> other tour of Simon? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. We've talked about one to see if this show, because the show is going to run through July. We sold yeah. two pieces, by the way. So. Um, the show is going to run through July and then, uh, we might try to see if we can send it somewhere else. Oh, wow. That'd be really cool. So that would be neat. Um, and then, yeah, man, I'm just going to jump back on that toy photography train. I've really been lax lately cause I'm tired all the time. Yeah. Well, you have a lot going on. It's not like, 
you you've just been hanging out yeah yeah usually when i was when i was doing a lot of toy photos i would do them on like tuesdays and thursdays which was when i worked with my partner on this yeah. show for four or five hours after i got off of work so yeah yeah well that's gotta be a big weight lifted off your shoulders yeah it's kind of weird though it's like when you graduate college or graduate high school, you're like, oh yeah, I don't have to go to class next week. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you still have it in your mind for a little while. Yeah, even so, like this last semester of school was a rough one, and so uh, it was like the first week out of school, and I was like, oh, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, is, it's kind of surreal, right? Uh, but yeah, that's good. It's good to. I have nothing going on. It's pretty legit. Like I just mentioned, I've I've been enjoying not doing anything. I mean, I've been doing some stuff for the podcast, but uh, nothing like strenuous. Really, just like fighting with people on Twitter about why Batman sucks. Yeah, the hard hitting news. <laughs> well, I like that our. If anybody hasn't seen this, we have one post on our Instagram that's probably got like eighteen thousand likes now. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, twenty six thousand. That's insane. Yeah, twenty six thousand. Yeah, you, yeah, we've had you, a few. I don't know where my phone is. Have you talked to anybody on that particular post? Yeah, I mean, at first I did. Well, that's I, what I wondered. Like, after a while, people will ask questions and other people will just answer them. So. Yeah, people just have their own conversations on there. I, I got cool. out of that real quick. And so I'm not trying to flex like TikTok stuff, but it's the same way on TikTok. Whenever we have a post that goes off, I may have, have like some initial conversations with people, but. It gets too much, man, like trying to answer every single person's thing. Yeah. And I know that sounds like, look at me, I'm an Instagram star, which we've only really had one post to do that. King of the castle. I mean, we have a few these past uh, this past week that have gotten over a thousand. That's man. That mainly, mainly invincible stuff. Yeah. Because I did that second invincible post that I made. Um about would you like to talk to me about Invincible? I only did 5,000. Damn. He's so hot right now. Yeah, people love him. But then everything else is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird how social media works. Yeah. Oh, well. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's all that's going on with us, I guess. Is there any figures that have come out that you want to get? There's a new line of... I cut you off answering your question. There's <laughs> a new line. Marvel Legends had a drop last week or a announcement last week yeah the <clears throat> age of apocalypse stuff i think i don't know when that's coming out so i i got sam wilson uh captain america they already had that line out oh nice but i'm not gonna buy all the, the stuff for the wings i'm just like f you hasbro i'm not doing it that's so crazy that they made the wings the uh <laughs> the build a figure in that one that's what they did for the uh spider-man homecoming like that wave you had to buy all the figures for the vulture wings. That's crazy, man. That seems like a combat. Are you interested in any of those um, Age of Apocalypse toys? Yeah, I have the the series on pre-order. Yeah. I love that. Okay, now I'm going to correct myself before I actually say it. I was going to say I love the Age of Apocalypse series. I don't know if I actually love the book, but I love the character designs. Mm -hmm. And that whole 90s vibe that they had. Yeah, that so, uh, Colossus looks really cool oh it's so cool and then they have um legion 
with the tall, <laughs> with the tall hair. He looks, he's just like a regular dude in regular clothes, but he has the tall hair, and I, I love that one. Looks good. Looks good. Um, yeah, that, and then I pre-ordered, which just won't come out until next year, but I pre-ordered the uh, Dark Knight Returns Superman. Uh, yeah, that looks, looks really good. Yeah, um, they had a. Did they announce Jean Grey with that one? Is that the same one? Those pictures? Yeah, Jean Grey. Uh huh. The Jim Lee, Jean Jean Grey. So, yeah. Yeah, I that mean, one looks good. That's about it, really. That's one of the better Superman figures that I've seen. Yeah, that as Hush as one. Comic book ones. The Hush Superman went crazy. Like people are reselling those for like two hundred bucks. They just were snatched up so quick. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. I prefer my Christopher Reeve Superman. I mean, that one is a gorgeous one. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> well, I think that's all we got, folks. I'm um, looking forward to seeing if you find any hidden nerd gems in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, hopefully. You're going to Universal, so that'll be cool. They have they, they have to have some cool stuff there. Yeah, hopefully I can convince Nicole not to, so I don't have to spend my own money. She'll let me yeah. spend, like, vacation money <laughs> on, yeah. on toys. You guys aren't interested in going to Disneyland at all? We can't. Oh, it's reservation only, right? Yeah. Did you guys try to go? We were going to look into it, but it's also, you have to be a resident of California. Oh, wow. But you can buy your tickets, and then you have to reserve a day. Yeah. And every day in June was booked. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, summer. Yeah, Disney World or Disneyland would be cool, but it's fucking expensive, man. Oh yeah, I wanted to go to the Star Wars thing. That's, that's yeah, that's the only thing I would I wanted to go to. I know they have the Marvel exhibit, but I don't know if that's the one in Florida or not. Mm. They have like the the Marvel Academy or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, it's a know. new exhibit that starts in June, I believe. But yeah, I, mean, I guess we could have had our friend get you tickets and then. But if they had dates available, yeah, that's, that's the deciding factor. <laughs> that's what I was gonna do. But all the dates were taken up. <clears throat> Damn you, Disney. Yeah. Oh well. All right, guys, that's gonna be the section of the podcast where we catch up. We're gonna talk about some nerd news, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, so I was supposed to get on here and talk about the trending topics and everything that's been going on this past week, but I'm not gonna do that. I usually do it because Simon doesn't keep up with the news. And it gives us some talking points. You guys already know what's been going on. So we're going to listen to some ads and they're going to get into the review. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find and it will really help out the show. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. 
So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, guys, thank you for taking a second to listen to those ads. And this is the section of the podcast where we review a trade. And as usual, I'm going to call it a trade review. That's not what we call it. That's what the internet calls it. No one calls it a trade review. (laughs) This week, we are reviewing Black Hammer. It's a book that came out from Dark Horse, I believe, Mm -hmm. 2016. Written by Jeff Lemire and art and covers by Dean... Ormston and Dave Stewart? Ormston? <laughs> Ormston. Sorry. Sorry, Dean. I can't read. <laughs> Let's just jump right in with issue number one. I have to fight the urge of like asking you your initial thoughts because, again, this whole thing is just your in- initial thoughts and actual thoughts. So, I'll start it off. Once they were heroes, but the age of heroes has long since passed. Vanished from existence by a multiversal... I'm sure I said that right. Crisis. The old champions of Spiral City, Abraham Slam, Golden Gale, Colonel Weird, Madam Dragonfly, and Barbalian now lead simple lives in a timeless farming town. Even as they try to find their way home, Trouble has a unique way of finding the heroes wherever they are. Forgot about Talkie Walkie. I did forget about Talkie Walkie. Wow. So. <laughs> I'm so sad because that's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I really like and... Now I can ask you what your initial thoughts are with issue number one. Uh, what it was again, you dropped in. Uh, it's kind of a mystery of what's really happening. You know that these characters had a past and that they're kind of in hiding. Um, just going in, I'll say that the illustrations were really fun. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not my favorite, but I like the way it's done. Um, it reminds me a lot of Mike Mignola, who's who's credited on the cover, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's interesting. I like the play on all you know established characters as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Like the art style, my initial reaction to the art style was like, okay, this is a, a specific style. Mm-hmm. It's not really my uh, my favorite, but yeah. It's like Hellboy, kind of, kind of got a King of the Hill vibe, mainly just because of the town yeah. <laughs> and some of the the townsfolk. It kind of reminds me of King of the Hill, and I I do like Hellboy and I do like King of the Hill. I I know King of the Hill might be an insult when I say <laughs> this is the style, but uh, that's just kind of the vibe I got. I didn't know what to think, even after the first issue. Um, I appreciate getting dropped in. I can appreciate the mystery. I do love the the golden era type characters that they have. Mm-hmm. I love the names. I'm a sucker for names. Yeah. Of characters. Really fun. I, I really like, I countless stories and characters that Simon and I have thought of and created and a, a group of friends mainly start from a silly name. And then we build <laughs> the whole character around that. <laughs> so to have a character named Colonel weird, it just it was amazing. Abraham Slam, so stupid, but it fits so well. Mm-hmm. Barbalian, like it's just so many great names. The more we talk about the names and the fact that it was called Black Hammer, the more I'm convinced that this started as a porno comic and then they <laughs> adapted it to something else. Or maybe they, yeah, or maybe they took these from an old superhero porno and then just adapted the name. Right. 
So I don't know how I feel after the first issue. This is a very popular book. I've asked, I ask all the time online, like, hey, you guys have any recommendations? And this one has come up a few times. But I sort of just, I don't know, wanted to save it because we had books that have just came out with volumes or whatever, just came out with collected editions, so we tried to ride that trending train. But I don't know how to feel after issue number one. Yeah, yeah, it it's not confusing. It's it's deliberate the way that they're holding uh-huh. things back, but uh, it, it it engaged me. I gotta yeah. say, and I don't hate it. That's not what I'm saying. I just mm-hmm. it was like mm, I like it, but the hype has been so high that I'm just like mm, I don't know if I'm there yet. So take it away. Issue number two, Blackhammer. All right. Issue number two, the Golden Age heroes of Spiral City have been erased from existence. Banished years ago to a timeless farming community, the team are are torn between accepting their fate and finding a new way home. Chapter two focuses on child hero Golden Gale, whose unaging body most deeply feels the tragedy of their new lives. One thing that I didn't say about issue number one is that all the characters are enjoyable you get it does a very good issue number one does a very good job at giving you just a little bit of each character Mm -hmm. to sort of pull you in a little bit and then it's all mystery like you don't you don't really know what happened you don't know the background of these characters and so issue number two while it has glimpses of what's going on currently it also focuses as simon mentioned on golden gale so what do you think about golden gale in issue number two uh again it's just i i like the play on shazam like some of these characters are mixed uh between certain characters like shazam uh in golden gale's case she gets older but the body she turns into by saying the magic word stays the same age yeah i thought that was a great uh switch up yeah she's like perpetually nine years old when she is golden gale it's also interesting um just her character, like going back to issue one and then continuing here, a lot of those, a lot of these characters are very, very flawed and very human, which I yeah. appreciated about them. Uh, you know, they they take this golden era of comic books and turn it on its head. They show the cracks in the veneer, basically. Yeah, yeah, because um, we're used to just seeing these golden age heroes that are shining and help everybody and are always smiling, but this is like sort of a realistic view on them actually being people Mm -hmm. so uh yeah you see a little bit about golden gale's origins she's being sent to school to kind of keep the status quo of them being a family like the uh abraham slam plays the grandfather she golden gale plays the granddaughter the mother is the dragonfly lady lady Uh whatever um madam dragonfly madam dragonfly um, and then the father is, um, excuse me, <laughs> the father is Colonel Weird, and then the brother is uh, Barbalian, transformed into a person. Yeah. So, there's something. Sorry. <laughs> what do you think about the? Who's your favorite character so far? If you're after reading issue number two. Well, so far I really like Talkie Walkie. Um, yeah. Because, and I didn't even know it was a she until way me later. Either. And that we'll talk about it later, but my favorite moment of Walkie Talkie is in like issue number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the, her; uh, she's like making this probe to try to figure out where they are because 
one thing that's established in the first one, and then more so in this one, uh, they were fighting like a Galactus slash Darkseid character, and when it exploded, they were transported to this farm, and they can't really get, they're bound to the farm in the, the little town, so she's trying to make a probe that, uh, you know, they can send out to figure out where the hell they are. Um, yeah. And she has a lot of hope for a non-human character. It's, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems like she's the only one that is still trying. Well, Gail, obviously, but this is she's the only character that's actively trying to get them out mm-hmm. still. Everyone else has seemed to kind of settle into their fate. Right. At the end of issue one, is it, the, is it revealed that the outside world is still there? I, let's see, I don't know if that's an issue one. Maybe, yeah, it was at the very end. Mm-hmm. So at the very end, you also find out, spoilers for any of this whole story, that there is a character in the real world that is trying to figure out what happens to the heroes. The character, the story title is Black Hammer. There's a character called Black Hammer that disappeared as well, and his daughter is alive in the present day trying to figure out what happened to the heroes. Mm-hmm. So, adding more mystery into what's really going on. I would have to say my favorite character at this point is still Colonel Weird. Mm. Uh, Because it's just, he is so weird. And he just like, and we learned about it later, but he just like randomly pops up and he's having conversations already and people think that he's talking to, to them, but he's just kind of like existing in more than one place. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of... Uh just to get ahead i mean i know we're going to talk about it later but he reminds me a lot of like a very flawed and failed version of dr manhattan yeah like he's living in all timelines together um, yeah like drifting and it's in more between. stressed stressing him out rather than having a control over it. yeah um he's great barbalian's cool too because i like to take on the martian manhunter but like not the stoic you know every man he's actually like trying to figure it out he's kind of snarky mm-hmm. and so i do appreciate that and he looks burnt that's what weirds me out about him is that he kind of reminds me wasn't there a character in like oh the invisible woman he reminds me of the invisible woman archetype that's in um the venture brothers that's <laughs> just like her oh. skin disappears <laughs> yeah 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 or the Johnny Storm one where he like just catches on catches fire. Catches on fire and, and he's like screaming. Yeah. Oh man. So All right. Yeah. Did anything else interesting happen in issue number three? Again, I think it's cool because she goes to school and she gets in trouble for like or she gets in trouble for stealing cigarettes or smoking cigarettes. So I can't remember which which one happened in this yeah. issue. Um but she's like, I'm not nine years old. I'm fifty five years old. Yeah. And that's the first time you realize how old she is, and then it goes into her story, like, her power is the switch of Billy Batson. She, like Simon mentioned, turns into a nine-year-old rather than turns into a grown-up. And that's just, I, for me, I think that's, not doesn't make more sense, but it's way more interesting than Shazam turning into a grown-up. Because when he's a grown-up, as we learned in Kingdom Come, he just turns into, like, the same thing <laughs> so it's like billy batson's a grown-up and then he just turns into a grown-up again i think this is a cooler version of that oh so just on that subject my favorite version of shazam was in uh the dark knight strikes again when billy batson is like dead 
he says, if I change to Shazam, like Billy Batson's been gone for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I turn back, he, he's I'll just die. I wow. cease to exist. So that's I think that that's cool. the most interesting uh, portrayal of that. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, that's all I can think of from issue number two. Mm-hmm. I oh, I am enjoying it significantly more. I gotta say though, I do not like um, Gail. I don't like that character. She's annoying. She She's seems. Annoying. She seems. To, I can't remember. They call it like ODD. It's obstinate something disorder. It's like a real thing, and it's where yeah. people resist everything you tell them. Like they go the opposite way. Uh-huh. And she has that. Like every time somebody says something to her, she rebels. Uh, yeah, like her story is sad and everything, but all of their stories is sad. Well, and for a fifty-five-year-old woman, she's being a real, you know, immature yeah. jerk. So. Yeah, and it's the same thing. If she she could just be alive as a nine-year-old forever, if she really wanted to. Yeah, she even mentions like she resisted for years, you know, not wanting to be a hero because she turned into a nine-year-old. But once she got into her fifties, she was like, "Oh, it's the fountain of youth." Uh huh. She's she is extremely annoying. I will agree with that. Yeah, like I get that she's pissed off, but like it's more than just her in this situation. One thing I noticed too um, is when they have a lot of these flashbacks of their time before they were trapped here. You know, the golden era or whatever. I love how the colors change from being like a drab to like really bright, really really bright, like the the. Um, primary colors that you would have in the printing process back then so that's really that's fun yeah and the art style i'm warming up to it again not that i didn't enjoy the first issue and not that i didn't like the art it just wasn't my typical art style that i like in comic books but Mm -hmm. it's fitting more of the theme but as we talked about in recent episodes like i appreciate that more as long as it it sort of fits the vibe of this story Mm-hmm. So I wasn't too mad at it. Black Hammer, issue number three. Long before Spiral City's greatest heroes were written out of their universe, the Martian champion Barbalian was already stranded far from home. Disguised as church-going Mark Marks in a timeless farming community where the heroes find themselves trapped, Barbalian faces a terrifying personal decision even as he relives pain from his past. I, uh, I I really like how they're breaking down. So they start the first issue with the mystery and setting up the world. And then it seems like obviously each issue is going to keep with the story. But also the secondary story is sort of an origin issue. And this entire volume is titled Secret Origins. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, this might be one of my more favorite origins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like his a lot. Uh, because it's... I don't know. He goes, he doesn't understand humans at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I love that he, he has this like established um, family line where his father apparently had has united all, all the red species of Mars, which kind of, it's kind of reminiscent of John Carter from Mars. It's a, yeah. they were all green. That mm-hmm. was like their big deal. Um, But they find these astronauts and they just like, they like rip one of their heads off. They're dead already. It was just like he just pulls the whole head off one. I appreciate that even more because his name is Barbalian, the warlord from Mars. And you come to find out that he's really not. He didn't yeah. do any of his battle training. He's more of a diplomat. The rest of his race are like these warriors that want to strike first on Earth. 
Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, we don't even know anything about it. Let's just talk about it. And they're like, well, then your ass can go talk to him. Then, yeah, <laughs> if you want to figure it out. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I find it interesting that he's like a like he's gay. Like a gay um, dude, yeah. And he had met this priest in this previous issue, um, and he's already in love with the priest. Yeah, that priest was that priest is giving me creep vibes, though. Yeah, like, maybe it's just me being like a guarded person with no uh, with a huge emotional wall. But he was like out of nowhere. He was like, "Hey, do you want to grab some lunch?" And he was, had groceries, and he was like, "Uh, I should probably take these groceries back to the car." So I think what that was is that they were having. I thought about that too. I was like, "What the hell?" But they were having like a who just invites people to lunch. <laughs> they were they were having like a get together at the church, and as he was passing by, he was inviting him to like a fellowship. Ah, ah, but I thought the same thing. Um, at first, I was like, nah, "Normal people don't just talk to normal people, man. That's not how the world works." The one thing about that kind of like crush that he has on this priest is I feel like that's kind of played out, like the unavailability of it and like just in general it didn't have to be a priest like <laughs> yeah. could have been any man in the community because this is kind of a it seems like a pretty conservative small town yeah yeah and the, this asshole sheriff can already tell that he's fawning over the priest just i guess the way he's looking at him it's weird this is yeah so it's written uh yeah that was weird but like you said it, it's sort of a uh a storyline that has been written numerous times. Mm-hmm. So it's not for him. This, uh, this issue also had, I mean, it seems like the characters, some of the characters like Abraham Slam and now, uh, what's his name? Barbalian. And, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Some of the other characters are kind of getting used to living in this town. They're trying to make themselves comfortable. Especially uh, Abe. Abe has a girlfriend. Yeah. He's really trying to keep everybody together and like, you know, foster this family. And he says, like, you guys are getting on my damn nerves. But he still is trying to be, like, the head of this household and keep everybody sane, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, yeah, his girlfriend wants to meet his family. And he's like, no, it's complicated. You know, like. Yeah. Like, no, that's too weird. We have a robot. Yeah. <laughs> like a ghost, face ghost that pops in and out. Oh, the Mad- Madam Dragonfly, to me, at this point, is still super weird. Mm-hmm. She's just creeping in the background, like, uh, she does come to their, so she, I thought, like, she might have been a villain at first, like, she was creating this thing, that's what I initially thought. Yeah, same. But then they interact with her, and she, in fact, goes and saves, um, saves, not really saves, but, like, comes to the rescue whenever Gail's getting in trouble at school, she does her magic thing, and, uh, everything's okay. They do a lot of, uh, twists and tricks, like, Colonel Weird's like, you need to save her. She's your daughter. But you learn, like, since you learn more about him later, that you don't really know what he's talking about. Yeah, he says, I see your daughter. She's, there's smoke in a box. Yeah. And, and you, you need to save her or whatever. And then she's like, what are you talking about? Like, we think he's talking about one thing, but then we learn that we know he's talking about an infinite amount of things. Yeah. Um, and but, so she goes and pretends to be her mom and then... Yeah, and and Gail was in trouble because she was smoking in a in, in one of the bathroom, bathroom yeah, stalls. So, um, so I do I really appreciate that more and more as we go on about like Colonel Weir just being there, like you said, kind of a Doctor Manhattan, like being in all these instances at once, and 
having these conversations that seem to fit in the moment, but are really not what is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talkie Walkie is also still working on his thing. Him and Barbalian are talking about it. and um, No, wait. He's building it in the shed or, or the farm, and then Colonel Weird talks to him. And then he like resets mid conversation. He's like, "What are you doing, building the mate?" Because you learn that they those two were a team previously. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What are you doing, building the mate?" And he's like, "No, I've told you this a million times." And then they have like a normal conversation. And then he says, "What are you doing, building yourself a mate?" Yeah, it's, I thought that was cool. This uh, hey, going yeah, it was sad. There's <laughs> a lot of sad stuff. So you go into Barbalians. Um, past and as he lands he like splashes and immediately falls in the middle of this like mobsters that are stealing crates and shit and this cop tries to stop him and he gets shot he stops the not really knowing even the language um he stops these mobsters just fucks them up excuse me yeah i thought it was cool that he was learning the language from them while subduing them but he was just like repeating random stuff that they said yeah, but then what I thought was kind of like very reverse of what you would see from someone like uh, John Johns, like Martian Manhunter, is that he mm-hmm. takes the identity of this dead cop and just yeah. throws his body in the and ocean. Dumps his body. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes it's logical. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he should do. Mm-hmm. He's going to assume the identity of this guy. But yeah, it's definitely out of character for like the Martian Manhunter because these are obviously allegories to prominent characters uh yeah i i like barbalian i think it's cool i think mm-hmm. ad- making him gay was an interesting choice because it adds to his humanity even though he's not a human right yeah um, and seeing the way he you know he was coming on to his partner and his partner just like freaks out they've been partners for six years yeah and the way he sees it, it was kind of a, a, a great moment because the way he's engaging in this conversation with his partner expressing how he feels about him and they're like going back and forth he's like oh this is you know love and his partner's like whoa man what the what yeah and it's just like for him to be an alien uh comprehending human relationships i felt like that was really good mm-hmm. it was i mean also at the very end of the last couple of pages um he broods a lot with uh gail on the roof and he's talking about, you know, and again, you, this is kind of cliche. You see this a lot where he's talking about admitting or, you know, talking to this person that he likes and, it, and yeah. admitting that he likes them, which he's talking about the priest. But Gail likes Barbalian. Yeah. So it's like this crappy love triangle thing. Um, and yeah. she thinks that he might be talking to her. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of like trying to ease into confessing his love or whatever mm-hmm. i agree it is a it is a cliche type of thing even in the first issue abe is explaining or setting up the store and he says yeah there's a lot of cliches he says it a few times he's like yeah there's another one he's like this whole my whole life is cliches at this point and then sort of like sets that up and so it the only thing that makes it okay in my eyes is that it is such a weird story with like aliens and mm-hmm. this 55 year old lady trapped in a nine-year-old body and they're in this world that technically we don't even know if it's real or these other characters in this story we don't even know if they're real or not 
Right. That's what I was thinking the whole time, where Abe has this relationship with Tammy from the diner, but like we don't even know. We we have no idea what is real and what's not besides the main characters, and maybe they're not either. Mm-hmm. And the, so the final shot is, you know, the probe, which Talkie Walkie thinks that the probe didn't work. This was mm-hmm. the sixth probe that she had sent out. She was like, it doesn't work or whatever, but it did escape whatever reality they were in and landed on Earth. And so, you know, people from Earth, are they're like, okay, they're still alive. Yeah, and they call the daughter, Black Hammer's daughter, too, because I guess she's been investigating it this whole time. And so they're like, oh, you probably want to see this because this is made from scrap from Colonel Weird's ship. So it's obviously interesting to you, and then they start to dive deeper into that side of the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it even more now. What was that issue three? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a fan so far. I'm into it. I, I'm loving the characters. I do think it's a little weird. Gale is still super annoying. Probably my least favorite character. Yeah, but it seems like she's pretty central to the story. They focus on her a lot. Yeah. Uh, the dragon dragonfly lady is creepy creepy house we don't know much about that yet um it seems like it still seems like she's up to something even though we know that she's with them at this point yeah she's got something going on yeah okay so issue number four black hammer in the 40s abraham slam faced such menaces as the psychedelic forest and the eldritch (laughs) this was i didn't know how to say this but i thought it was a great name Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, it was a, I thought it was such a clever name because yeah. I knew what they were trying to do. He fought them without breaking a sweat, but keeping the heroes of Black, Ham- of Black Hammer Farm from each other's throats when his girlfriend comes to dinner proves far more perilous. Meanwhile, the Black Hammer's daughter uncovers new clues to the exiles, exiled hero's disappearance. Sorry, folks, I can't read. Um... I like this because this talks about this issue goes into the origin of Abraham Slam a little bit, and initially you're like, "Oh man, this is Captain America. Mm-hmm. He's about to he's scrawny. He can't go to the war. They're about to give him some serum, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't give him a serum at all. They just teach him how to fight, and they work out with this with this super strong black dude. His story to me, I, I really liked, and it was sad because they mixed. They mixed a little bit of Batman as far as like his, obviously Batman's parents, but like it was his mentor got killed in front of him. And then he took on, the, you know, he was going to take down the crime boss. And I just I really appreciate that they didn't give him some sort of drug or steroid to make mm-hmm. him Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, I thought was I thought that was pretty great. Um, so he's kind of he's a little bit like Daredevil in a way, too, like yeah. having this boxing mentor and everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was cool they even give him like the captain america wings on his mm-hmm. old school suit i thought that was great he finally breaks down and lets it decides to let tammy come for dinner we all at this i'm nervous for him like i'm reading this and i'm just like damn this is gonna be a train wreck right and he goes there and he's it's basically spending the issue trying to you know wrangle his family and everybody has their own thing going on he's trying to manage all of it and this is where we learn that talkie walkie is a lady and to me i was just like oh man that's genius yeah (laughs) because you're not even thinking about it the entire time 
Right. The the only indication I think at all was at the beginning, and she was like, "Take off those muddy boots before you come in yeah. my kitchen." You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which is just, I mean, that's just stereotype. I'm not saying that yeah. all ladies say that. <laughs> <laughs> we have moms, man. We know. Yeah. And yeah, and I thought it was great because he's just like you could tell Abe is stressed out and trying to keep it all together, and uh, he's going, he goes off on Colonel Weird because he's fucking weird. He has to tell him, hey man, you can't come to dinner because, well, they're, it's great when he realizes it because he's like talking to Barbalian and, and he's like, yeah man, I'm just fucking with you. I'll be fine. I'll be normal. Whatever. And then, zark! <laughs> yeah. Colonel Weird just pops in like upside down and just starts rambling. Yeah, you're on the ceiling. And he's like, listen man, you, you can't come to dinner. You should probably hang out in the barn with Talky. And Talky's like, you know what, that now that we're talking about it, that's kind of demeaning. You want me to make all this dinner, and then you want me to hide away like some animal? And he's like, listen, it's I don't have time for this shit. Mm-hmm. And her reaction was my favorite in the entire series. Like, it genuinely made me smile. She was like, beep, boop, beep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I live deserved my human overlords. And it's just, it's so weird that these characters, like Barbalian and Talky, are so human, even yeah. though they're not. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's really funny. That. Yeah, it's really funny just to see their human side because they're all so snarky with one another. Uh huh. It's great. Yeah. Um, Gail still being Gail. Wait, did we miss the tenth anniversary thing? Yeah. So that was that was in the first issue. Was it? Yeah. So, uh, and I was I was thinking about that because I feel like there's an important plot point in there. It's the 10th anniversary since they've been on this farm. They try to gather and they're not sure if they should celebrate or like mourn or whatever. But uh, it's also the 10th anniversary because later you see that Black Hammer did arrive with them. And they like gather around his hammer for this uh, 10th anniversary thing, but he's not there. And later, I think within the same issue, they talk about not being able to leave the area because we all know what happened last time. And Black Hammer's not gone, so you can just assume that maybe it's a twist. I assume it's a twist because that, that's kind of obvious. So I assume that something else happened. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, we also learn at some point. I don't remember if it's in this issue. It has to be in this issue because it's an Abe issue. Um, Black Hammer's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Like you think that he's like this hero, and 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 in the first issue when they have this sort of. Uh, they have sort of this memorial for their anniversary. They talk about, like, we're alive thanks to him. You know, he's this big Superman-type hero, mm-hmm. right? But then you see an interaction between whenever um, Abe is fighting a bad guy, he's getting his ass kicked, and then Black Hammer comes in, and he's like, hey, man, I don't have time for this. <laughs> like, this isn't the 40s. You're not just beating up bad guys in alleyways, like, I, I don't have time to save you and save the world. So he's kind of a, kind of a prick. Yeah. Which I can appreciate that. Yeah, he's fighting Cthulhu and he gets wrapped up. Because, you know, uh, Abraham Slam has been around for a little bit. Like, he seems closer to, you know, one of these classic heroes. Kind of like Owlman, the original Owlman, you know. The, yeah. Once they were superheroes, regular guys like him weren't really that super anymore. So Yeah, or like the regular guys in, like, the Justice Society. Like, all those guys just got old. <laughs> you know, not everybody's like Wonder Woman where they can't age. Some of those guys just got old, like uh, Jay Garrick, the original Flash. Like, he just got old, because that's what people do. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, and again, he's not fighting just regular dudes anymore. He's fighting a giant octopus monster. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. Um, Tammy comes to dinner. I don't remember if her name is Tammy or not. Mm-hmm. That's it. Tammy comes to get to dinner and it's working okay until Gail's punk ass comes downstairs. <laughs> dressed yeah. in goth but there's nothing wrong with if you're if you're a goth head but man she's just like being rude just not helping the situation at all going out of her way like you said before to to just be a pain in the ass being rude to barb alien i think she realizes that she he wasn't talking about her anymore is it at this point or was that later on I think it's later on. Because she's being mean to him about going to church again. And like he gets all pissed off. Maybe he does she doesn't know that he's got feelings for, you know, father whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh that's, she's being a prick to him about going to church. She's being a prick to Abe and she's just like being a jerk to everybody about their personal stuff, offhandedly talking about it. But she also kinda does like a like my parents are abusing me type thing. She's like, yeah, yeah. if they would only stop yelling, and if Barbara, you yeah. know, if uh, Dad, Mommy's would, been sick a lot. Yeah, Uncle <laughs> Uncle has been drinking so much lately. Yeah, Mommy's been sick a lot. I think it's because my dad's never here. And then Colonel Weir comes in and saves the day. Man, I thought that was so cool. I have to ask you though, whenever they Colonel Weir gets his feelings hurt by Abe about not coming to the party, he goes into the bathroom. And then pulls out that, you know, straight razor. I'm like, damn, is this about to get real dark? Mm-hmm. Like, I, for a second in my head, I'm like, this is about to get dark. Like, what's about to happen? I thought about that, too. But I was like, I, they haven't talked about him yet. So I yeah. feel like they're not going to just kill him off by him, you know, killing himself. Because it was like, you got to admit, the scene, though, was set up, like, really drab. He sure. looked extremely sad. And he's just staring at this razor. I'm like, What? <laughs> And I and you know his powers, like the way he appears, and you see later. I wonder if even if he did kill himself, if he would actually be dead. Like that's just one version. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he comes in and he's just cool as a cucumber, man. He like knows the story. He puts Gale, and I think he he sets everyone back, you know, just because he's he's so normal, and they're used to him just being super weird. Mm-hmm. And even Gail is like sort of confused into being normal again. Now she's just like, "What is going on?" And then she fits with the, you know, she goes back into the ag, uh, and he plays it cool. He plays the son, and he corrects everybody, and it goes well. Which is weird, because again, he's like clean shaven and everything. And uh, if you know him from the story, he's not that. He's like a old prospector looking dude. In a suit. Yeah, he looks like uh, <laughs> something, man. He looks really frail, like an old shitty wizard. <laughs> yeah, and I think I love that about him so much. And I, you know, I love old. Personally, I love old spacesuits like that with like the bulb, complete bulb uh, helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this issue was good. It was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened. Well, the the very end of it, um, the uh, Black Hammer's daughter goes to this guy who used to be a superhero. Oh and yeah, that's right. Yeah, he has a special telescope. They they trace back where the satellite or probe had come from, and they're like, you can't see anything in that direction. There's nothing in the stars, whatever. But then he's like, well, mine is actually a what's it? super. Yeah, I love the uh, super like Jack Kirby telescope that they were looking into. Yeah, cosmic powered. 
telescope and they see like this doorway um where where it came from and that's it that's the end of the issue i i do appreciate i i'm into this story i can see where people like this because again it is you know allegories to classic characters and just classic tropes in general um and there's a lot of mystery we're not even talking again i keep mentioning Madam Dragonfly, because I didn't want to forget about it, but she is just in the background being ominous. She says weird stuff in every issue. Uh, in fact, in issue three, I think Abra- or Colonel Weird pops up in her house. Like we talked about, you know, she says all that stuff, and he's like, "You're weird, yeah, creepy." And she's like, "You're fucking creepy. Who yeah. are you in my house?" Yeah, you just <laughs> popped in out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just like I love that interaction. Every interaction that she's had with people has just seemed kind of standoffish. You can tell that something has happened to where she feels like an outsider. Abraham mentions, I think, in either this issue or the next one, that like uh, he says something about. Colonel Weird visiting her, and she's like, "Well, are you jealous?" So it like hints at these old relationships and things like that. And he's like, "No." And she says, "You treat us the same, so we have a lot in common. You can treat us like prize." And he, she, he's like, "You chose that shit. Like you, you stopped coming to the house. We need you, and you stopped showing up. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, not our fault." B word, and he walks off in his feelings. <laughs> B word. Yeah. So I, I'm into it. I mean, I, the mystery is really getting me and it's really sometimes mystery is overdone, you know, in suspense and stuff like this overdone in stories and, and not done correctly. And I feel like they're doing it really well in this book. Yeah. And then uh, the, something we haven't really mentioned only a little bit is that the sheriff is like the constant antagonist in this town. Like he's yeah. he watches when Tammy is at their house he's spying on them because that's his ex-wife and he brings in gail when she was stealing cigarettes and he he hates their family and it, and it's another cliche trope of like small town yeah boss hog. yeah <laughs> it's like that hates the family like and, and in fact in barbalian's origin issue he corners him after church or whatever and he's like I didn't think you and your family were church going type. And then he just likes grilling them for no reason. Yeah. He's like, only people that come to church are ones that got something to hide. <laughs> yeah. So it's, he's just this constant thing. And I, I'm sure there's more to it. That's what's, that's what I like about this book, but I don't really know what stones are unturned. Like what is going to lead into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, take it away with issue number five, I believe. Of the exiled heroes, only colonial, <laughs> colonial, uh, only <laughs> Con- Colonel Weird can leave the mysterious farm when they've spent the last ten years. But the confusion of the Parazone may hamper their escape more than it helps. I will tell you this before I don't want to cut you off. You tell me. I don't know if this is my favorite issue or not. <laughs> and I think if you are out there and you've read this book, you will know what I mean because, like. I loved this issue, but man, I have no idea. And I've read it very thorough. I read it twice because I didn't want to miss anything, but it's a trip. I had a little trouble trying to figure out what was going on. It's a trip, man. <laughs> like, I feel like you have to look through it once and just look at the pictures and then read it <laughs> because it was, it's wild. And it, because it's just him, it starts out with him and talkie. They're on a planet hunting something. I don't even remember what they're looking for. 
But then they find this map, they follow this map, and then they all come up on the same doorway that we see in issue or at the end of issue four. And he mm-hmm. goes through it because why not? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And then it immediately just turns into this trippy issue mm-hmm. where he's going in and out of all these conversations his entire life. There's things that at this point in the book we haven't seen yet, conversations that we haven't seen yet because we, we see Black Hammer's daughter saying, I know who you are. This is your fault or whatever she says. And it's it's really hard to to keep track of what's going on. Yeah. But this is the issue where we learn that this is sort of where he is when he's having all these conversations with people. Because we've been, like in every issue in between the scenes of the origin, we see what's going on in the regular present time. And he stops it's towards the end of the issue. He stops and talks to Abe again on the porch. And he's like, hey, man, uh, thanks for last night. You really helped. And he was like, what? Yeah, last night. Last night. And he was like, yeah, man, at dinner. He's like, oh, that was, yeah, 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 that was last night. And he was like, how do you have a full-grown beard again? Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, I don't know, man. My the, life sucks. <laughs> the way this is drawn is really interesting because it's like all these eyeballs, but they're <clears throat> like this negative zone. Mm-hmm. The parazone. But they look like uh oh synapses, like connected synapses from a brain. It's kind of interesting. Like and it's very Kirby esque, as you said. Hmm. Yeah, he's Go ahead. <laughs> he says like like you said, like it shows Black Hammer's daughter, um, it's just great. It's like uh, Black Hammer's daughter, just for a second, it's like, I remember, but that's it. Um, and he's not, he's like trying to find his way into the right timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's yeah, like looking. It, this whole issue is him trying to figure it out and just like being overwhelmed with all of it as a normal person would. I do like that his name is actually weird. His last name is weird. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't something that they gave him as like a superhero name. Uh, before he goes into this, you learn that he has a love interest back on Earth. Her name is Eve. Uh, and we learn that Talkie is like his has been his partner from the beginning, and that Talkie might have feelings for him. Yeah, maybe because she's like, well, I don't understand why you're with Eve or you care about her. And then he like starts to be like, oh, you know, we talked about this before. <laughs> but immediately after that, he goes into the he's popping in and out of these previous conversations that we've seen in the book and we are starting to realize like oh he's not actually talking to them he's sort of like phasing in and out of just existence and he's making it seem like he has it a lot of times he makes it seem like he has it under control which i thought was interesting because he's like um the parazone fair whatever needs me uh lots of monsters to fight i gotta go and then he just like phases out <laughs> and they're like where have you been he's like yeah you know the parazone never sleeps i'm out there fighting you know negative monsters or whatever yeah and meanwhile he's just like spinning uncontrollably in and out of this existence well and he even meets himself like he sees his own origin again and speaks uh-huh. to himself as a younger man yeah, he's like, what happened? He's like, damn, man, you fucked up. Yeah. 
and that's it. Like you, I was confused by that because that that's the end of their interaction. His past self and his future self. Like yeah. that's it, and then they're gone. He pops up in, and it's like he says that he knows all these things. And I again, like you said, it's because he exists in all of these moments at the same time. He pops up in <clears throat> in Gail's room, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I I knew that you wanted to talk to me." She's like, "What?" He just pops up in all these people's rooms. She's like, "You could, I could have been naked." And he's like, "I know you weren't." And she's like, "It's the fucking principle, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not everybody exists in all moments at all time." Um, and then she asks him, which is she asks him, "Why haven't you tried to take us back home through this parazone?" And he's like, "No, I can't do that." And she gets pissed off, and he's like, well, "I did it once. I tried it once before." And it didn't work well. And then you learn that somehow he was an old man when he did it too. So it's it's very hard to, to pinpoint like time in general with his life. Mm-hmm. So Eve wants to live with him, wants to come to Black Hammer Farms or wants to just be in the parazone with him. Yeah, nine years after they thought he had disappeared, he appears in her room and she's mm-hmm. like, don't leave. I want to go with you. And so she suits up in the same crappy face man suit. But when it when she goes into the pair zone, she just unravels, which I thought was an insane scene and it looked amazing. Yeah, real crazy. Um and he says, The moment that I stepped through the doorway, it was a random chance, perfect moment on like why I exist. <laughs> Anybody else, as we've seen, gets just completely obliterated. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was great, and Gail's like, I don't give a shit. I still, I would rather be ripped apart than live here, which is more annoying than anything else. Yeah, it's like people, you know, complain about being hungry. It's like, well, <laughs> not having any food. It's like, you don't know what it's like to not have any food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So she's still the worst character. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she's the worst. I think maybe she's written that way. Um, yeah. And uh, pretty much the end of the issue is... Um, Colonel Weird shows back up. They have this conversation, as you said, like Abe says, um, you really saved my ass back there. Thanks for helping me out last night. He, and he doesn't really know, but he says, let's watch the sunset. I know that this is going to be the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen or whatever. And yeah, then, I thought that was weird. He's like, this is, yeah, this is the, the most beautiful sunset I will have, I will ever see or something like that. Insane. Because mm-hmm. it obviously means something. Yeah. And that is it. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm tell uh, this uh, this issue was weird, man. It certainly was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the. It, I think it's the strangest out of the group. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't know if it's my favorite issue, but I do think it's the most original. Yeah, like I read it and I was just like, I really like it, and I could see it being my favorite. But it was it's weird. I, I yeah, I would say that. Right now, Barbalian is probably my favorite issue. Abraham, Abraham Slam is my favorite because mm-hmm. I thought it was going one way and it didn't. And then uh, you learn that Black Hammer was kind of an asshole, <laughs> which I'd appreciate because we don't know anything about him. Yeah, as of yet, we have. Except not. he can fly. And he's got a hammer. And he's like Superman pretty much because he lifted that thing up like it was no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, we, there's a lot of things we don't know about. Because at this point, we don't know why the hell Madame Dragonfly was there. Is she one of the team? Or we're about to learn about that. But 
her story's weird too, man. <laughs> this book is weird. Uh, but I like weird. <laughs> I think I like weird so much that this book is, is doing it for me. Need to hear about your bedroom life, man. It's, yeah. It's like a lot of weird. Like, <laughs> it's a lot of dragonfly wings and stuff like that. Yeah. That's gross. Like a little, I just imagine like little yeah. dragonfly like wings. You ripped them off. Of <laughs> All right. Issue number six. Madam Dragonfly has been harboring dark secrets for hundreds of years, keeping them locked up in the mysterious cabin of horrors. Now that her cabin is trapped on Blackhammer Farm, the only secrets she can collect are the broken hearts of small-town folk. But the arrival of a new visitor to the farm will change everything. I'll have to start off saying I really enjoyed how this one was framed like a Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Tales from the Crypt story. Yeah. So it breaks like, the fourth wall. Yeah. Come here, weary traveler. And then you learn, I didn't really put that together. Like, this is the secrets that she collects now. Or like, cause she's going through and, and every other issue we get an origin, typical superhero origin story. And then we're also seeing the present time. And this time she acknowledges the present time as the, all these broken heart situations. And Barbalian, I don't know if he got his heart broken yet i think it's sort of that his he's still in sort of that limbo of like trying to he was going to tell the pastor about how he felt but then he didn't yeah but I, I remember gail he talks to gail about it and she's like oh yeah i have feelings for you too and he's like whoa yeah I do, so, uh, not you <laughs> so her heart gets broken uh abe tammy wants to she's you know she wants more of a relationship we get it she wants to go on vacation with him, but he's like, I can't leave. It's complicated. Yeah. And, and yeah. And it goes back to the, it's complicated, which she hates. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, that's cool that she's collecting. I didn't even put that together until reading this, that she's collecting these, these sad stories, but her story. Whoa, man. <laughs> it was really sad. Yeah. And just weird. <laughs> yeah. It was sad and weird. So, yeah, she goes, she, I don't know exactly when this is, but it's old, old timey. Old time, uh, yeah. I would say in the 1800s, I guess. She goes and uh, she's losing her baby. Her baby is sick, so she goes to a strange Her baby's dead. Oh, she's already dead. Yeah, dead. Okay. So the baby's dead. Um, she's going to this kind of witch in the woods to see if she'll save the baby. And uh, it basically makes a bargain with the devil. Essentially, she's like, I'll save your baby. I'll give you back your child if, you know, you'll take this burden away from me. Yeah, it never goes well for anyone in any of these situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, like, immediately, which is strange, this, you know, there's no backstory. Just immediately, she takes the, she becomes the dragonfly lady and... He just disappears. He, she's like, what about the baby? He's like, yeah, I'll get around to it and just, like, floats away. Yeah. And I thought that was so tragic, man. Like, that's sad. Now she's stuck with this. And I I appreciate that it, she's, like, tethered to this house, but not tethered to this house. I think that's weird. I say appreciate, but I don't know if I... I mean, like, I don't understand. Because it, later on in the issue, we find that she leaves. I thought that she couldn't leave the house. But we know that that's not the case, because she goes and fights anti-God, or whatever his name is, with the heroes. So I don't know. We see that these two townspeople are looking for missing children. 
she's already been there. I think they say she's been there for a hundred years or something at this point. Mm -hmm. And one guy's like, listen, you whore. Just like, (laughs) there's always that idiot. You know, he's going to die because he's dumb. Yeah. Pushes her out of the way. I know the kids are in there. She's like, hey, listen, she, you know, she loved her kid. Her whole thing is, you know, she wouldn't hurt kids. I would imagine. And she's like, listen, I, there ain't no kids here, but I, I will help you find the kid. You know, that's sad. I haven't heard anything about that. And he's like, no, fuck that. You are hiding these kids in this creepy house. <laughs> like, she's, She says, no, I'm not, but I'm going to warn you not to threaten me again. Yeah. And then he, he pushes, pushes her out of the way. And mm-hmm. I don't know why that would be anyone's first instinct to go into that creepy ass house. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the first thing that happens is it goes in and then all these like kind of. I don't know, stereotypical monsters. There's like a mummy and yeah. some kind of zombie and right, a bat. All these different times. Mm-hmm. And he's dead. And he's like, hey, Lenny, come save me. And I guess he's going to save him. He was reluctant. His friend was reluctant to do this at all. He shoots at her. And I appreciated that she does, even though she took over for this dragonfly person, She does. it doesn't necessarily make her a master of the power. Mm-hmm. And so she just like shoots a whatever <laughs> at him green fire it knocks him into the forest and she's like listen i don't even know what i just did uh, I, I love this face <laughs> yeah i love this face she says uh i am sorry i didn't mean to but she looks so stoic <laughs> she doesn't really care <laughs> yeah and then he comes out with this like swamp thing but tree bark pretty mm-hmm. much yeah and uh then it turns into a love story which is a weird twist yeah they're making out he's got no lips yeah, makes sense. It's like Groot. She's making out of a swamp Groot. <laughs> it's weird. And she apparently is seeing this cataclysm that's about to happen with this Galactus dark side anti-god. And for some reason, and this is where it's just a, it's a bit of a reach for the bridge for me. And mm-hmm. I don't know if there's just, there needs to be more con. I need to read more, I guess. Because she's just like, I have to help these people. And then... They lightly reference her like wanting to use her powers for good rather than, you know, hurting people like she accidentally did whatever to this guy, made a wood man. But she's like, I got to leave. I got to say I got to help these people. Maybe it's because she knew that it was going to be such a big event that if she didn't help. I don't know. Yeah, she's a lot like Raven, I think. That's kind of like her. Yeah. Thing. Um, But yeah, so. (laughs) Finally, the most tragic part of her story is so she got together with her tree bark man love. And, you know, uh, when she gets transported to this land, uh, the cabin comes with her and they get transported to the the thing because she's tethered to it. And she finds she's pregnant. She's finally getting her baby back. Yeah. Tree bark man is not there, though. Right. He gets stuck behind. Um, So, yeah, she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most tragic part of it is that she loses this baby too. Tragic in, I don't know if it's that simple though. I don't know if it's that simple. I think it was all in one page, a very sad page. She says some things are too tragic for me to even retell or whatever. And it's a panel of her pregnant, um, and then like her back or something like that, and then the baby uh, or her not pregnant or something like that. And then she's standing over a gravesite. But like, maybe we don't know what happened in these 10 years. 
Maybe she had the baby. Maybe something happened. You know, maybe because I thought that I saw in some issue that it was the person that tried to leave. They said she. Hmm. I thought it said we know what happened when she tried to leave. So maybe that's the baby. And I could be read. I could that could be totally incorrect. But I think there's more to it. Yeah, I don't think you're I don't think you're reaching because, I mean, maybe she killed her baby. Maybe it was just some kind of weird monster. We don't you don't know. We also go back to what Colonel Weird said, like your baby's in trouble. There's smoke in the bill or whatever. That could be a past conversation or it could be a future conversation. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Too much mystery. I did like this issue, though, but I was like, damn. Yeah, that's that. This is the most, the saddest part, uh, spoiler, is that there's a storm coming and everybody's like, is this you, Dragonfly? Is this you? Uh, and she's like, no. And then the daughter of Black Hammer appears. Um, yeah. She's like in this kind of tech, techie spacesuit type thing. And she's saying, I know this place. I know you. Um, yeah, like I know you did this or something like that. And do you have the page up? Yeah. Uh-huh. What does she say? She says, uh, I'm, I know what this place is. And then Dragonfly Lady says, Shh, it's all right, dear. Let me help. What's your name? She goes, Lucy Weber. I traveled so far. I know what you are. I know what you've done. Uh, like, Shh, easy now. It's going to be all right. So this is their pathway out. And then Dragonfly Lady like makes her forget yeah. where she is yeah. and who she is. Damn. So it's like uh, WandaVision vibes, kind of. Yeah, really. And, and as uh, the rest of the family, you know, Weird is there and Dragonfly is there. They come up and like, who is this? And they're like, oh, it's Black Hammer's daughter. And then she says, what's going on? Where am I? And Dragonfly says, it's all right, Lucy, you are home. So I think you're right. You know, she's in the background collecting, but maybe this is her doing. Maybe this is a, a part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. Yeah. There you have it, guys. Black Hammer, Volume 1, Secret Origins. I get it. I get why people like this story. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Me too. The characters were cool. All very human, very flawed. I will tell you right now, reading issue 1, I was like, this might not get a good... This might not be it for me. I might be let down. Kind of like excellence. I say that a lot. (laughs) It's our litmus test. But, like, as the issues progress and as we... Because I'm a big fan of, like, learning about characters, and every issue was that. Uh, it, this volume one was the perfect setup for this. I only say this because I know this is the perfect setup for a world that it created. There are so many books out there that are set in the world of Black Hammer. There's a Barbalian book on the shelves. Mm-hmm book called skull diggers that's on the uh, on the shelves that's in the world of black hammer there's black hammer vision like there's just it created this whole world and i can see now like just i never read any of them but i just knowing that this is the foundation for setting all that up i can, I can see that yeah I, I saw that when i was looking through to find this comic that there were all these other ones oh so many oh so so, so what'd you think overall you enjoyed it i'm so glad yeah, I really I liked it. Um that it's kind of weird because you know, it makes me think all these characters are really flawed like I was saying, but they're also they're kind of unlikable. Like they have redeeming qualities, but they're they're so human. 
Some of them yeah. are very unlikable. Um, they focus a lot on their negative traits in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a uh, reason why Abe, and maybe it's because Abe was getting older and didn't really was trying was needing to hang up the the cowl, but he really wants to make life there. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because he has you know love interest and all that stuff, and has no hope for escape. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about the art for a second. What'd you think overall? Uh, overall, I give it a thumbs up. I didn't like it at first. It was a little too scattered for me. Um, the colors are a little drab in some areas, but I know that's on purpose to kind of uh, be an opposite to these golden era panels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I enjoyed it. And what's weird is you see some of these panels in the back you know, of the pre-drawing or just the pencils and they look more detailed than the finished product. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of interesting. Um, yeah. Like the character designs and, and things like that. Well, the covers, they show some, some of the covers in the back and yeah. some that are actually just panels. Um, yeah. So I am the same. I, I, did not think I liked it at first. Even the first, the cover of the volume is just kind of very sketchy in the sense of like, I don't know, very, you know, Manola style. Mm-hmm. And Hellboy was the same thing for me. Like, I originally didn't like that style, but as reading and becoming a fan, it, it sort of tied it together. And I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew, it grew on me. Yeah, and there's some panels that are really well done and some that aren't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the older stuff, like when you're looking at these Golden Age like flashbacks, there's one in particular with Abraham Slam when um, Black Hammer like saves him from Cthulhu. And uh-huh. he's he's like screaming, he's got his mouth open, and it is a horrible drawing. Like it's yeah. so bad. Um, <laughs> it just looks so strange. Yeah, and so like you said, some of them have more detail than others. But again, it grew on me, so it worked. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, it weirdly worked. Yeah, we never read a volume two or anything like that. But I, there is a story that continuing from Black Hammer that I might be interested in reading with you because they did uh, a crossover with the Justice League. It was. Black Hammer and Justice League. But I don't know how far we have to read to get to that. That's mm-hmm. my only thing. But there was like a crossover special with the actual Justice League wow. that I thought could be cool to see some of these allegories actually interact with the actual characters. Yeah. So uh, I will look into that and see like what point that. Because if it's just like a one off special that ties with just like the base knowledge of the characters, then that'd be cool. But like. And I'm interested to read more of this. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I downloaded it's on Comicsology, Unlimited. So I downloaded the uh, second volume before yeah. I started recording today. So there you have it, folks. It's reviewed. We liked it. Surprise. We got to give it a rating. Yeah, that's it, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 101. We don't even care anymore. <laughs> All right, pulling up the old. Wednesday poll was comic book grading chart, the official chart for you. Official, official.
Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. I'm going to go with... I'm just going... I'm not even thinking about it too much. I'm going C4. Because it's good, but there's so much more mm-hmm. that I that I need and want from it. Not that it's missing anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard right. to explain. Like, it's not missing anything. I enjoyed it, but I definitely want more. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I'm going to give it like a... I was thinking like a B4 or a, or a C3 or whatever. Just the same yeah. way. Like, it's a very good story. I enjoyed it. Um, but I definitely feel like yeah it's hard to explain like it's not nothing is everything is fleshed out there's nothing that's really like not there but there's so many mysteries i feel like it's they they're banking too much on writing a whole bunch of these yeah 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 we talked about like writing for the sequel or writing for the next volume and this one very much has is writing for like way more than just one sequel book Mm mm-hmm they, they, it's very clear that they knew that they were writing a world, like creating an entire world with multiple books. Like they had a lot of this stuff planned out. And so that's a big gamble. They, in this instance, they pulled it off. I feel like. Yeah. Not everybody is so lucky. Excellent. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, folks. Uh, Simon, I hope you have a great time on your vacation. Thank Next you. week, Simon might not be back. But that's up in the air for now. I don't want to put too much on him when he's traveling across the world. <laughs> across the United States. So, um, have fun, and we will see you guys next time. All right. See y'all.